0: What up, fam? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Sure, you're probably hearing how great the mortgage rates are right now, but Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but really what separates them is Mike is a certified financial planner and he looks at so much more than just a rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. If you've gone through the loan process before and you know you'd rather watch Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl, the Lakers win another NBA title, I get it. You know, it's it's normally like getting a root canal. But the thing about Mike and Virginia, trust me guys, they're gonna make it just so smooth, so quick, so enjoyable. They are the best in the business. Visit them at DNVRmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly. To find the best loan for your situation, again, visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. If you're old school, you can give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Again, dnvrmortgage.com or 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Hoop dreaming indeed we're talking all kinds of hoops today Colorado State man, it's fun to be a Rams fan right now they're starting to get some NCA tournament buzz they're ahead of schedule man they're ahead of schedule we all knew that this team had the potential to be you know pretty dang good this year I would say that so far they've exceeded expectations but you know as I've already talked about over the last couple of days, you know this this next six game stretch is really going to define the season, in my opinion. I mean, right now you got to go to Logan for a a brutal series against Utah State. Both games on national TV, they're coming off of a sweep against San Diego State, so you know they're feeling confident. I mean, this team, they have so much length, just so much size down low in the paint, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Uh, Las Vegas currently has Utah State listed as eight-point favorites in this game. I could see it you know being closer than that, plus two ninety five on the money line if you feel like you know, sprinkling a little bit of dough on the Rams. you know, obviously, Vegas thinks this game is pretty heavily in Utah State's favor, but you could get a nice little payout if it you know goes your way. I don't know, you know, as a gambler, as a sports better myself, I would say I like the I like the value there. Maybe it's a little bit of cheese, as my friend Andre Simone would say. but I think there is some value on that money line. Ah, uh, Tuesday's game tips at seven PM. Thursday's game nine PM. That sucks, uh, but it is what it is. Good national exposure and obviously a, a really great matchup. Um, you know, for CSU to win this one, you have to try and slow down Niemus Keda, and that's just such a tall task. I mean, he—he's a freak. Like, and and I mean that as a compliment. Obviously, he's just borderline unstoppable down there. He's got the size. He's got the athleticism, and over the last couple of years, he's really, really, you know, honed in his skills. He always, you know, was an, a mismatch in a sense that you know he's a seven-foot dude with a ton of strength. Obviously, that's going to be hard for you know most college players to go up against. What's changed now is he's skilled, man. He's a good passer. He's really improved defensively in terms of you know just being in better position. He's an incredible shot blocker. He's starting to develop a bit, little bit of a mid-range shot. I mean that's going to be huge for his, you know, pro prospects. So really good that he's getting in some work there. I was surprised when he ultimately decided to come back to Logan, especially given, you know, Sam Merrill had gone to the NBA. They had already lost Abel Porter and Diego Brito as well. So, I mean, that, that was a lot of production that they lost. I mean, a lot of people thought, you know, Utah State, they would be solid this year, but I don't really think anybody thought that they would be you know the best team in the conference i think it was more of that two three conversation obviously i mean that's basically you know semantics at that point but they're for real i mean 11 and 3 overall they started off a little bit slow but they're 8-0 against the mountain west so far um the thing the thing i'd kind of been telling myself at the beginning was yeah you know they hadn't really played anybody yet i mean they played a a pretty soft non-conference schedule to be honest And obviously, I mean, that's not their fault given the circumstances. The one really good team they played was uh, Brigham Young, and and they lost to them. They also lost to Virginia Commonwealth and South Dakota State early. Those November losses could hurt you if you're, you know, an at-large team. But, you know, if they end up winning the league or winning the Mountain West Tournament, I guess that won't matter anyways. They beat the College of Idaho, beat Northern Colorado by 13. And then, you know, in conference play, they started with San Jose State, who they absolutely just beat down, went on the road for back-to-back series at Air Force in New Mexico, swept both of those. Again, I mean, you're taking care of business. That is what good teams do. If you are the better team, you should win no matter the circumstances. But as we all know, college basketball just doesn't play out that way. So it shows that they were at least tough, you know, to go to Air Force and win back-to-back games. That's not a tough place or that's an easy place to play. New Mexico normally would be tough, but honestly, I mean, the Lobos are they're in just a brutal spot. They're kind of taking one for the for the league this year much like San Jose State. You know, they're displaced. They haven't been in their home arena. That's just it's such a brutal situation. Anyways, obviously though, the the one everybody's talking about is the sweep of San Diego State and and that was big time. That was big time. It was at home, but to beat the Aztecs twice, I mean, you're you're a top 25 team at that point. You know, at this point you're probably thinking, all right, we get it. They're a good, they're a good team. So what do we do? You know, how do you, how do you beat a team like Utah state? (laughs) Honestly, I pray. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, you got to keep things close on the glass. You got to do as the best you can to box out and, you know, kind of offset that height difference. I'll be interested to see, you know, how guys like James Moores and Deshaun Thomas handle this. I expect David Roddy to hold his own against Justin Bean maybe even against Keda at times, although, you know, the height difference there is going to make it pretty tough. That said, you know, Roddy is just like the strongest dude in the league. So if anyone could do it, it it's probably him. But that uh, that matchup in the paint, I think is just going to be big. You can't get absolutely just killed by them all day scoring points. You can't be giving up a bunch of offensive rebounds because if you do that, Utah State, they're not necessarily like a great three-point shooting team, but they are a pretty good three-point shooting team. And, you know, guys like Brock Miller on the corner are gonna make you pay. You know, in addition to, you know, trying to deal with guys like Bean and Keda down low. I think for CSU offensively, you know, you still have to attack the paint when you can. I mean, the the thing with Utah State is there's such a force down there that eventually teams just stop trying and then they start jacking up long jump shots. And it's like one thing if you're just raining threes, that'll work for you, I guess. But if they're not falling, they can really get a team out of rhythm. CSU is best when they play quickly, but when they play inside out, you know, when they get the ball in, out, work it around the perimeter, look for open jump shots, still cut, their guards are really good at getting to the rim. That is CSU Rams basketball. That is when it's at its best attacking in transition, quick, efficient passes, unselfish play, all that stuff. You just have to stick to what you do. You might go a couple times hard to the rim and get, you know, your stuff swatted by Kata. That's that's just what he does. He does it twice a game. It's pretty much a guarantee. But if you don't attack him, you don't even have a chance. And then they win. I mean, your your best bet, in my opinion, is just just go hard at him and hope that you get him in foul trouble and get him off the floor. Because the more he's on the floor, the worse your odds are of winning. That's how I feel. That's how good Niamh Miskata is. He's a freaking game changer. And that's saying a lot, considering they have some other really good dudes on their team too. I mean, Justin Bean is one of the most underrated college basketball players in the entire country. It's it's going to be a fist fight, you know. It's going to be a really tough draw. This is going to be two of the hardest games you could play. I mean, really anywhere. This is a brutal, brutal trip. It's much. It's a lot like going to Viejas, and you got to remember they have fans in Utah, so that's you know another factor that you have to consider. It's tough, but. If you want to keep all this positive momentum going, if you want to, you know, keep yourself in these tournament projections, a sweep obviously would be incredible. But I mean, really, if you could just get a split, a split would be so massive. And it really, it keeps you in contention to, you know, win the regular season conference title. At this point, you've already split with San Diego State. San Diego State just got swept by Utah State. Utah State 8-0 against the league, CSU 7-1. and You split, you know going forward, you're at least in a position where you have an opportunity, especially if Utah State ends up dropping one, you know, against Boise State or something like that. If they do get swept, I mean, that'll obviously be a disappointment, you know, it'll be a bummer and we'll kind of have to analyze it based on how they play. But also, you know, the sky won't necessarily be falling either, because as we saw, San Diego State, they're a team who I consider to be a top 25 team all season. I still think they do. I still think they will be, I guess, once they get Matt Mitchell back. Um, you know, they just, they just lost a pair to Utah state. So it could very well happen. San Diego state's still going to win a lot more games this season. I promise you that same will go for CSU. If they end up losing both of these games to the Aggies that said, why, you know, say that now let's just focus on the positives and see what they can do. Cause yeah, the Rams are underdogs here and they should be, you know, Utah state, they have been, you know, up there along with San Diego state as the, the class C or the, uh, the class of the league you know they've been the best two teams in the mountain west over the last 3 years consistently they're they're proven they're the established group the rams are the up and coming guys let's see what they can do <laughs> All right, we'll get back to that in just a second, but the return we have all been waiting for is finally here. UFC's most notorious icon is stepping back into the octagon this Saturday. Be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, for a shot to turn $1 into $257. That's right. New users can bet $1 on McGregor to win by knockout in the first round, and if he does, you'll be cashing in $257. Bet a little win a lot. It's that simple. While we are all excited for this weekend's premier UFC bout, let's not forget, football is in the midst of the playoffs, so head to the app now, check out the great playoff promotions. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Hey, sometimes it's an easy way to make money. I'm telling you, I gave you guys Tampa Bay last week. I'm going to give you more throughout the week. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up turn $1 into $257 if McGregor wins by knockout in the first round. Place your bet. Watch the fist fly this weekend. That code DNVR for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by knockout in the first round. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. Some of our very own staff members at DNVR have even taken classes. Harrison and Allie, they can tell you all about it. The teachers are super engaged and professional. They're extremely responsive to emails, questions and concerns. Many of them work in the same field so they can give you advice and you know that they know what they're talking about. The course content is highly relevant. And most importantly, at MSU Denver online, you learn about things that you can use outside of the classroom. At the end of the day, that's what it all is all about. The spring semester starts January 19th, but if you use the promo code DNVR sports, you do not pay an application fee, that's right, when applying, and ask for the application fee to drop the promo code DNVR sports in there. It'll be completely free. That is a game changer, guys. Time and time again, the best way to protect yourself against an economic downturn is having an education and being able to, you know, expand it to different things and just being, you know, versatile, being flexible. That's what it's all about. You got to adapt, baby. Adapt. Go visit MSU Denver online. Use the promo code DNVR Sports, and that application fee will be free. <laughs> All right, we are going to wrap it up with just a little bit of football talk. Obviously, mostly focusing on hoops with CSU, Utah State. Just a massive, massive series. But uh, the Rams football program has a couple of cornerbacks that have announced that they are transferring out. Xavier Goldsmith, five foot eight, redshirt freshman from Detroit, Michigan. He announced that he will go out uh he'll have four years of eligibility remaining he, he was you know a pretty highly anticipated you know commit chose c s u over offers from like temple mississippi state uh cornell c u army Cincinnati howard i mean this is a guy that had double digit offers and and pick c s u was also a big part of you know keeping the recruiting class together when Mike Bobo ended up dipping town. So, you know, he deserves a lot of credit for that. It obviously didn't work out here, but wish him nothing but the best. In addition to that, Dejon Owens, a six foot, 195 pound defense back. He will transfer out as a grad transfer. He'll have two years of eligibility remaining. Um, you know, he, he just wasn't able to see the field much over the last couple of years, though he did play special teams, had a pass breakup at Arkansas you know, just just kind of tough. Kind of fell behind um, some younger guys, and that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. You know, so best of luck to both of those guys. Uh, in addition to Caleb Blake, the three DBs that have now announced that they will transfer out. Hopefully, you know, a guy like Linwood Crump can come in from Temple and be able to help the Rams. You know, kind of improve the secondary. I do think they did show some some improvement by the end of the season, but obviously, I think that's kind of where they're aiming to to improve things next year the front seven was really really consistent the defensive line the linebackers you get all of that coming back you do have a lot of experience in the secondary still with some of those others guys some other younger dudes got some serious playing time over the last 2 years Quinn Brennan Henry Blackburn so we'll we'll see how it you know works out in the secondary i'm a, i'm cautiously optimistic right now i just i really like Chuck Heater i think he's a really good defensive coordinator I think he brings the right approach for a program like CSU. Look, you might get you might get burned every now and then playing as aggressive as they do, and but that just kind of comes with the territory, you know. If you don't have truly elite defensive talent all over the field, and and there are so few programs in college football that actually do, honestly, like just play aggressive, just go at them and see what happens. Like that's I, I I'm all for it because it's all about offense now. All the rules favor the offense, anyways. What do you really have to lose? not much the yeah, the other thing that is kind of interesting is it seems that the Steve Adazio to the Jacksonville Jaguar rumors have died down a little bit, but it also doesn't seem like it's impossible. I mean Albert Breer is still kind of driving the train that it's still in the possibility for him to be the offensive line coach and you know I've already kind of given my analysis of why I think it would be weird to make the jump from you know head coach to an O-line coach, but I guess, you know, it's a lot less responsibility to get to go back to Florida, work with Urban, a guy he's obviously tight with. And if he does leave, I guess it would probably come down to, and at least this is just my opinion, you know, his relationship with CSU and just kind of how everything went this year. I mean, obviously I think he gets along with the players really well. And because of that, I think it would be hard for him to stay, but In terms of just like his relationship with CSU as a university, I mean, as with the community, just starting with the investigation stuff right off the bat, I mean, that's not exactly a warm welcome. And, you know, we know he didn't like how the university chose to handle things with the Air Force cancellation. So, you know, he could just decide, you know, maybe this, uh, maybe this university isn't as committed to football as I want it to be. And I just, I want to go coach football and not have to worry about recruiting or politics or any of that stuff. And I don't know, I guess we'll have to see the, uh, the, the narcissist in me, I guess it's just like he would have too big of an ego to do that. And I would think so. I think most head coaches do, but you never know. You never know how uh, the grass isn't always greener, but I think there'd probably be some CSU fans that would be happy if he left. I'm I'm not sure what it would mean. Obviously, you never know. CU fans panicked when Mel Tucker left. They ended up with Carl Durrell. He's a better coach. So sometimes it works out for you even when things get chaotic, but ultimately, if we're talking about what would be what would be best for the stability of the program right now, it would be Steve Adazio sticking around. I mean, he's developed a rapport with all these guys, and honestly, I just I think because of everything that was so chaotic this year, it's hard to really, like judge him. Yeah, the offense wasn't great. Give them another year. Got a lot of guys coming back. I mean, biggest question mark is obviously the quarterback position. But, you know, I I just don't know how anybody can completely, you know, judge somebody based on four games in a COVID season where you got one home game and practice was all disrupted and you shut down multiple times and all that stuff. So that's where I'm at. I just think you got to kind of see how it goes. You know, that's sports sometimes, unfortunately. But that's just the way it is, so. We'll pay attention to that. We'll be talking about the Adazio stuff as it continues. Obviously, I mean, if for some reason he does make that jump, then we'll be focusing in on a coaching search, and that would be exhausting. <laughs> but, hey, that's the job sometimes. I'm, I'm so stoked for this Utah State series. Looking forward to bringing you guys post-game coverage. Keep up with all of that. If you're a DMVR subscriber, I'll definitely have multiple articles on these games. It's going to be a blast. I'll have some uh, post-game analysis as well on the podcast side. Really looking forward to it. Make sure everybody stays safe out there. Wash your hands, support local, all that fun stuff. Peace.